Welcome to another episode of Beauty in the Breakdown, a podcast meant to lift you up and encourage you, build you up and enlighten you so that you can grow to know and to flow in the things that God has in store for you and anyone that you can talk to about God, just to show them maybe He's not all that bad, you know? I was reading today in a book that I journey through every morning, and uh, the devotional for today says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We can go into all kinds of areas from there. We can go into once saved, always saved. We can go into, well, your name's going to be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. You know, and all that stuff. I'm not sure the heavy details of all that stuff, but I know that I want to continue to walk and to flow and to know and to grow in the things of God. And I can still be myself and allow him to transform me step by step, day by day, hour by hour. And there is a massive difference in me from October. Um, I took the dare and the challenge to read the Bible in one year. I got on a Bible reading plan. I like this plan that I have, actually, uh, because it's an old Bible that I had uh, back in like 2000 to 2006 uh, during that walk that I had with the Lord. And uh, the Bible reading plan in the back of that Bible is the most impactful and amazing Bible plan that I've ever had. It connects the Old Testament with the New Testament, so allows you to understand most most Bible reading plans that I've that I was looking for during that time camps you out in one place too long. Um, the first five books of the Bible uh, are pretty strenuous in keeping up with it. It helps to have a good study Bible to know and to understand the law and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and when Israelites came into the promised land and all that stuff, it helps to know and to connect how that is Christ-centered. And it's just a good thing to have a good study plan. And I have one. And if you'd like for me to send you copies of it, just email me at uh, beautyinthebreakdown803 at gmail.com. I will more be more than happy to send you uh, that Bible reading plan that I have. Um, But I wanted to read in the devotion today, uh, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the Old Testament, Joel 2, 32. So why don't I call on his name? Why do I run from this person or to that person when God is so near and will hear my faintest call? Why do I sit down to plot my own course and to make my own plans? Why don't I immediately place myself in the burden of the Lord? Straight ahead is the best way to run. So why don't I run directly to the living God? Instead, I look in vain for deliverance everywhere else, but with God, I will find it. With him, I have his royal promise. I will be saved. And with him, I never need to ask if I may call on him or not, for the word everyone is all-encompassing. 
It includes me and means anybody and everybody who calls upon his name. Therefore, I will trust in this verse and will immediately call on the glorious Lord who has made such a great promise. My situation is urgent and I cannot see how I will ever be delivered. Yet this is not my concern for he who made the promise will find a way to keep it. My part is simply to obey his commands, not to direct his ways. I am his servant, not his advisor. I call upon him and he will deliver me. Talking about obeying God and leaving the consequences to him. That is a, that is a quote that came from Charles Stanley's grandfather. He's heard that his entire life and ended up growing up to be one of the most profound, wisest preachers ever. Yes, he was on television, but he just was on television from his church. He never asked for a dollar, never asked for anything. He just gave the message. I'm going to play three clips of Charles Stanley that I've clustered together here about how good and caring and loving God is. Check this out. God is a personal God. He's intimate. He wants to work in your life in such a fashion that the two of you have an intimate relationship. That intimate relationship is only going to come through the reading of the Word of God and absorbing it in your mind and heart. You say, well, some things are better that I don't understand. You know what? You just keep reading. You'll understand. You just keep reading the Word of God, and God will show you the truth. He will show you the truth. Listen, He's going to show you the truth, especially things that you need in your life. He's going to show you how to accomplish that. He's going to show you where to go, when to go, who to avoid, what to avoid, how to spend your money. That is, God is an awesome, listen, He's the best friend you can possibly have. And you can't lose being obedient to Almighty God. The most important view you have in all of life is your view of God. And that's the reason we take the time to open God's Word and to find out what does He say about Himself. Because there are lots of people who have lots of ideas about God. But what does God say about Himself? And the best place to find that out is in His Word. So I want you to turn, if you will, to the 118th Psalm. And the first verse of this 118th Psalm is the same thing that you'll find in the first verse of the 106th Psalm and the 107th Psalm, and the 118th Psalm, they all say the same thing. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. What's the final determining factor when you begin to make decisions in your life? Do you, in, do you involve God in, in that decision-making process, or do you consider that, uh, you know, you'll make what's reasonable and it'll all somehow work out? Obey God and leave all the consequences to Him. Now, we're not living in a day when people are very interested in consequences. But those of us who are followers of Jesus should be very, very interested in the consequences of our actions because they'll have impact either for good or for evil. Or they may have impact very strongly, and maybe some over here not so strongly, but we will have impact. So I want us to consider this whole idea of consequences and this principle of obeying God, leaving all the consequences to Him. What's wild to me is I just found that clip of Charles Stanley and him saying, obey God and leave all the consequences with Him. And it's merged together with impact. And I always use 
the the term impact like throughout all the other episodes of this podcast. Um, and I say things like the things of God, the things of God. And when I talk about those things without being specific, I would like to be specific now and address it. I, it's just the clarity, the relationship, the ability to recognize him in everywhere that you go and everyone that you talk to. There is a, a real saturation of him all throughout everything in life. And what makes it more beautiful is to actually see him consistently and having a deeper hunger for his word. So as I wake up every day, I run to the front of the house early in the morning before the sun is even up, it's still dark out, and I just sit and I just read and I get into his word and I decided to read the Bible in a year. Um, I said on another episode that I needed the challenge. Um, I decided to believe and, you know, throw everything I have going on at his feet and take the challenge of reading the Bible in a year because I had seen this TikTok of this dude talking about how his life was totally transformed after reading the Bible for a year. So I got out my old study Bible, blew the dust off that thing, and I started reading. And the transformation almost immediately started taking place. Pretty much I um, had the nervous breakdown, got in the back of a car, um, started, uh, you know, I called out to God. He came. Uh, I think I started reading a little bit before that, maybe like within a week. And then... um, you know, realized that I was so hungry for him and I needed the change in my life. And I asked him to please come and just have his way in this place and sweep, sweep the house and clean it up, you know, and he gave me that one verse, you know, about, um, you know, we're going to build a house and be strong and do the work and it was just amazing, these verses that were just filling my life. And those, th- that verse was way later in the Bible, but there was a cross-reference there that I found in the book of Genesis and found that a little early and rested on that. And then I got rid of my anxiety by believing, you know, First Thess- or Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, about casting the anxiety away. And uh, it just opened up. It opened up very simply. And I just, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to um, name this episode, you know, the purpose of a devotional life. And you can, you can pray every now and then, you can read every now and then, but you know, how many days do you go without eating? Do you eat every day or do you not eat every day? How many days do you go without water? Don't you drink something every day? Don't you partake of some kind of quenching of your thirst and your appetite? What do you do that satisfies that area when you need it? So when you call out and he shows up, it's best to keep, it's best to keep at it. It's best to keep diligently pursuing him through his word. 
because you find out who he is, as Charles Stanley said in that clip. It's easy to give up. It's easy to set it aside. It's kind of like a diet. Everybody hates dieting. But if you stick with it, it works and it becomes something that you enjoy because you build up, you know, your your routine and you build up your your ability to be able to be more flexible and stronger and you you start reacting differently and you're more you're sure of yourself and you're confident in your new strength and you're you're building something and you can feel it all throughout your body. And it's, you know, being healthy is awesome. It's an amazing feeling. But God, on the other hand, is a lot better. And you can look at that book from a distance and you can be like, oh my God, it's the thickest book I've ever seen. It's like I'm reading the phone book, you know. But uh, it's not the phone book. And uh, the only thing that actually felt like reading the whole Smith section in the phone book was the book of Chronicles, you know? But Chronicles isn't all that bad. It's just got a lot of names in chronological order, but it's got some good stories in there too. But you you really got to fight through it to to get to the good stories. But um, it works. It truly works. And when you stay at it and you're consistently running to get into his word, your prayer life begins because you when once he shows up, it's like it's like the person that you meet at the bus stop or something, you know? You walk out there, you're alone for a little bit and you start to hate the bus stop. And then you meet somebody at the bus stop. And that person is just let's say they're old and wise and humorous and lovely at the same time and you start talking with this person and you're just you're just so into what they have to say. They may be a good storyteller. They may be, they may have things that they are talking about in your per, in their personal life that you can relate to. They just, it feels like you know the person instantly. And every day you start to look forward to going to that bus stop and sitting with the person and listening to them talk. And some days you talk and some days they talk, but you grow together and you learn. You learn what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say, which way to go, who to be around, what to get out of your life, what to keep in your life. You learn so much because he is so good. And when you don't give up on it and you stay persistently in his word, you grow in ways that you could have never even imagined because the world tells you an opposite view of what Christians are like. And really, you're just being filled with love. And you're being filled with a deep intimacy that really helps your heart grow so that you can live for others and be obedient to what God wants you to do. You will clearly hear His voice consistently all throughout your walk. It is wild. And when I talk about impact and the transformation that takes place and how you start to become a different person through your devotional life, if you wake up in the morning, get in the word, 
and stay in it and have a plan and get another devotional book too to you know keep it somewhere else maybe midday read it during lunch or something but reading is just so important there's apps that you can use I like um, version Bible app because you could pick any version. It has, um, you know, books on audio. It has, it's, it's just, it's great. Whatever you fancy, find your outlet and go for it. But just be consistently wrapped up in it because it works. 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, it'll grow into, into it'll grow into a lot more time. But just start small go big. But when I talk about impact, I want to let you know about how the transformation takes place. There was another episode that I had shared with you guys, this clip about this girl. She likes the butterfly metaphor and how like the cocoon and the butterfly and all that stuff. Um, I want to play a clip of a lady that I found talking about her transformation within a year, within five years, and how God has used her and made her into a completely different person. Check this out. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but let me tell you what God reminded me of today, and I'm so thankful of it. I am not who I was a year ago. I am not who I was three years ago, and I am not who I was five years ago. And if you knew those versions of me, then you don't know me now. Period. Period. It took me living a year and a half in isolation, no friends, no social life, no, no absolutely nothing to heal from survival mode. For God to take my heart and my mind and correct it, I walk different, I talk different, I think different. I no longer want to repay evil with evil, but I feel bad for the people who feel like they have to still go around and crush any little bit of happiness that anybody has. Because we all fought so hard to find that. I would not ruin it for somebody else, even if they robbed me of it. You know why? Because God placed something different in my heart. He placed such a peace in my heart that I know He has a future for me and a plan for me that I am so confident in that anybody can walk out of my life and I know that it's a part of His plan. Period. So when those people come up from your past and they try to say, oh, I know her or I know him. Do you remember what they did? I saw her one time out like this. I saw her one time say this. I know her ex. I've saw her do this. I know what she's tied to. I know the bondage that comes with her. Let me tell you about what she used to do. Let me tell you, I used to see her in the club. I used to drink with her on the weekends. I know her baby daddy. I know what he used to do. I know who he used to run around with. I know what his addictions are. They are not. They are not. Let me say it again. They are not on a level where they can touch you anymore. And it drives them crazy. So they will try to come back and remind you of who you used to be. But I want to remind you today of how hard you have fought to become the person you are, to have the job you have, the heart you have, the vision you have, the ambitions you have, and have the goals that you have, to be the parent you've become, the spouse you've become, the friend you've become. Do not forget how far God has brought you and how much you have changed. Do not let the past come up 
and take away from you what you have become and what you are becoming. I'm proud of you today. And if nobody else tells you, hear it from me. I'm proud of you and who you have become. You know, when you're little, all you want to do is grow up. You know, you want to be a big person. You have, you, you fantasize about your heroes and that's what you want to become. And then when you, and then when you get older, you want to, you want to be a kid again because you had so much fun, but you don't think about all the time that you spent wanting to be older. You just think about what it was like to be a kid and the innocence and playing outside and running around. Well, I don't know about kids these days. Remember that time we were hanging out and we didn't talk and all we did was text? But, um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. But, hey, they still have fun because I have kids and I, I stand there in amazement. I'm like, wow, look at them. They're having so much fun texting each other while they're in the same room. But, um, oh, man, I feel like since I have, you know, given my life over to God and like just getting older is beautiful. Now, the pain in my body, you know, we could, we could argue about that part. But um, just getting older and knowing uh, the peace and the transformation and everything that's taking place. I'm not who I was in October. And I'm definitely not who I was in July. And I'm definitely not who I was January 30th. 2022 that was a wild time i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that could talk a lot of crap about me and the things that i've done and just being drunk and you know it it was wild the other day my wife looked at me and we were having we were talking about just church and you know how different life is now and she's like do you feel like people take you seriously now and I looked at her because it, it, it just didn't dawn on me at all. Um, but I used to I used to struggle with that because I used to get interrupted a lot and I couldn't talk and I felt like nobody would listen. And so it would cause me to react. And especially when I got drunk all the time, it would cause me to really react on stage. You know, and since I had an opportunity to get everybody's attention then I would just do something stupid. And that just caused everyone to not even take me seriously even more, you know? And uh, now it's like, I, I said, yeah, it, it does feel like that. It feels like people take me seriously. It's like if I, if I talk or say something, somebody listens, you know? It's wild. I guess she pointed that out to me. Thank God she, she sees things that... I don't see, you know, kind of like when somebody's getting flirty or something. She's like, she's flirting with you. So I'm like, no, she's not. She ain't flirting with me. And then she's like, yes, she was. She's flirting with you. I know. I've seen that. I know what that's like when a girl flirts. I know what I've seen. I see what I thought was a flirting with you. And you stupid. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't seen that. You ain't stupid. She doesn't talk like that. But, <laughs> but I am just... I don't know, man. I am so encouraged lately because my devotional life is rich and it's so important to have one. And if if you've been listening to this show, 
I would highly encourage you to turn it off if this is your only source. Thanks for that. But go get you a study Bible and just begin to read and pray and talk to him on a daily basis. Consider it your food. We all start off small and we get bigger. And that's why in the word it talks about the milk. And then you, you grow up and you eat the meat and taters. And you need the big stuff for the big people food. You know, you got to grow up. You got to get good at it. You know, you know what I'm saying? So the last episode, you remember when I was talking about how uh, gratitude is riches and complaining is poverty. Along the lines of searching for God and getting into his word and seeking him, you become grateful. You become filled with joy. Things are replaced in your life. The misery goes away. I consider God sometimes like a record store. I am a collector of vinyl. I have vinyl all over the front end of my house, in shelves, and it's so heavy that it's weighting the house down. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do about that. But I would like to say that God is like a record store. When you go in that record store, you can look all around and you can try to find the best records some might be on the wall some might be on a display as for what just arrived but you know all the good stuff you got to dig for it and you're going to find some good deals you might even find something that somebody missed and it's priced wrong and you get it you get a miracle grail But you just got to get into it and you got to dig through it and you got to find the things that connect with your soul. And it's beautiful. We all have idols and we, we serve things and we look up to things that do us no good. And in the book of Isaiah where it talks about how man carved his idols out of wood and used that same wood to build a fire. And how worthless that idol is because it cannot even hear one's prayers. He prays to it and says, save me. You are my God. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so they cannot see and their minds closed so they cannot understand. No one stops to think. No one has the knowledge or understanding to say, Half of it is used for fuel. I even baked bread over its coals. I roasted meat and I ate. Shall I make a detestable thing from what is left? Shall I bow down to a block of wood? Such a person feeds on ashes. A deluded heart misleads him. He cannot save himself or say, Is this thing in my right hand a lie? Sing for joy, you heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, you earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, for the forest and all your trees, for the Lord has redeemed us. He displays his glory. I am the Lord, the maker of all things, who stretches out the heavens, who spreads out the earth by myself, who foils the signs of false prophets. 
and makes fools of diviners. Who overthrows the learning of the wise and turns it into nonsense? Who carries out the words of his servants and fulfills the predictions of his messengers? The Lord says, I will go before you and level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you the title of honor. Though you do not acknowledge me, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me every knee will bow, by me every tongue will swear. They will say of me, in the Lord alone are deliverance and strength. All who have raged against him will come to him and be put to shame. But all the descendants of Israel will find deliverance in the Lord and will make their boast in him. That is chunks of Isaiah chapters 44 and 45. Um, I highlighted all of those verses because he was just speaking to me in a devotion one morning and I had to share it in some way, shape or form. So I figured I'd just spat it out in the episode about devotion. He is good and he is just. He is powerful, he is faithful, and he is a friend, and he is mighty, and he is a judge, and he is awesome. And he is the creator of heaven and earth. And I know of no other idol that any man has ever made with his hands, or any false god that has ever done anything such as mighty and powerful as this god. We have 4,000 gods to choose from. Pick your poison. Pick none at all. But if you're going to pick this one, if he's got a very thick instructional book. I think you should dive into it from time to time and understand how it works and how this is a God that goes after the heart. And the heart is the temple of God. And in you, it is his temple. He built you. He made you. Run back to him. Find a place for just you and him and be grateful in him and receive those riches that you're promised because that will transform you into walking in love consistently and that is what is so important. You cast aside all things that don't matter anymore and you just walk in love and others see it and they want that so go after that do that because this is what will give you the energy 
to keep living that way and being real. Be what he created you to be. Develop a great devotional life. Until next time, peace be with you.